Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Book of Romans, in chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading at verse 16. We'll read verses 16 and 17. Before we do, we want to pray. You see, if we don't pray and believe God, then we won't get anything out of it. But if we pray and believe God, then we'll get something out of it. Amen? Amen. And so, Father, we come before your presence in the wonderful name of Jesus to study your word together. And as we do, we invite the Holy Spirit to be our teacher and guide, to enlighten us, instruct us, dear Father God, and also to enlarge our capacity to receive revelation, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and ability of all things that pertain to life and godliness. We set ourselves on purpose to receive from your holy word. And, Father, we will be changed from glory to glory by the Spirit of God as He quickens us according unto your word. For all that's achieved among us will give you the glory and honor. And I personally thank you for utterance in the Holy Ghost that I may speak accurately and boldly, dear Father God, as I ought to, to get the gospel out to the people. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The title of my message this morning is very simple. Stop trying, start believing. Stop trying, start believing. We sing a song in our circles that says, I found a new way of living. I found a new life divine. How many remember that song? Well, if you're a born again child of God and you're washed in the blood of Jesus, then you've become a new creation. And as the result of receiving a brand new life, you also have a new way of living. Amen. Well, what is that new way of living? That new way of living is the way of faith. Amen? It's the way of faith. For the just shall live, now notice, by faith. The just shall live by faith. And we are the just. We are believers. And believers are to live their lives by faith. Now, as I look upon my own life and where I've come from and where I'm at right now, I recognize that it was faith that brought me this far. What about you? And if it were not for faith, I don't know where I'd be. What about you? Amen? But you see, for some reason, once we enter into the life of the believer, it's very easy to settle down into a mode of trying rather than the mode of believing. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Well... To put it in simple terms, natural terms, terms, I set this Bible right over here on that platform, on the pulpit, and I walk around it, keep looking at it, maybe make an attempt to get near it, put my hands around it, and if I were to tell you I'm trying to pick up that Bible, what would you think about me? Some of you ladies, you're in the kitchen... Everybody ate. All the dishes are there on the sink. Your husband walks in after about a half an hour. You know, you're there in the kitchen and uh, you're walking back and forth, walking back and forth, walking back and forth. You have a bottle of uh, dish liquid in your hand and, and a towel and you're walking back and forth and a half an hour has gone by and he says, what are you doing? And you say, I'm trying to do the dishes. He might look at you and wonder, what's the matter with you? What's going on with you? You're trying to do the dishes? She might find you out in the driveway. You've got the ladder all the way up the side of the house. And you're standing there and you've got a paintbrush in your hand and a bucket of paint. And she looks at you and says, you've been there for about an hour. What are you doing? 
And you're, all you've been doing is walk around the house and I'm trying to paint the house. She might look at you and think, what's the matter with him? He mustn't feel too well. What do you mean you're trying to paint the house? Yeah, I've been walking around this house for an hour and a half. I'm trying to paint it. Does that make any sense to you? If I told you for the last five minutes I've been trying to pick up that Bible, what would you think about me? Something's happened to him. He's trying to pick up the Bible. How can you try to pick up the Bible? No, you don't try to pick it up. You pick it up. You don't try to do the dishes. You do the dishes. You don't try to paint the house. You paint the house. Can you see that? You might be sitting there, you know, in the evening, and uh, you've got your little clicker in your hand, and you're just sitting there, and there's nothing on that TV set, and you've been sitting there for an hour and a half, and your wife says to you, what are you doing? Well, there's a ball game on tonight. I'm trying to watch it. You're trying to watch it? Now, we can understand that in a natural. In natural, that sounds pretty ridiculous, doesn't it? Why don't you just flick the thing on and watch it? Well, I'm trying to. Why don't you just flick the thing on and watch it? Well, I'm trying to. What do you mean you're trying to? Well, have you ever heard anybody say, I'm trying to believe God? To God, it's just as foolish. Did you know that? Did you know that? It's just as foolish. I'm trying to believe God. What do you mean you're trying to believe God? Yeah, I'm trying to believe God. You're in Romans. I want you to go to Romans 10, if you would, please. I want to show you something here. I'll tell you what. I just rejoice that very early in my Christian experience, I learned about faith. I'm so thankful to God that I just got right into the faith walk after getting saved. It's been a blessing to me all the days of my life. And it should be a blessing to you also. And I'll tell you something else, beloved. Don't ever take what you know for granted. Amen. Amen. Don't take it for granted. Because there are a lot of believers out there trying and they don't know how to do. And you know, God wants us to reach them with the good news that you don't have to try to live by faith. You can actually live by faith. And I want to show that to you here this morning. If someone were to say to you, if you ask them, are you born again? And they said, well, I'm trying to be. What would you say? Can you relate to that? Well, I'm trying to be. This happens to me all the time. I'll ask somebody, are you a born again, blood washed child of God? They say, well, I'm trying to do you know, my best. Trying to believe God. Trying to serve God. Hmm. How many of you know the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6 says that without faith you can't please God? He that cometh to God must believe. See, there's no trying to come to God. We can't try to come to God. We come to God by faith. We have to believe. There's that element of believing, not trying, but believing. You would tell that person who may have told you, I've been trying for the last five years to get born again. You'd say, stop right there. Stop right there. You're trying. You're not believing. Trying is not believing. And trying to please God is not pleasing God. See, we've got to stop trying and start believing in order to get anywhere in God. Now, what you need to do with that person is set that person down and say, the reason why you're not saved yet is because you've been trying to do it on your own. Trying is not believing. Stop trying. Start believing And you'll receive. You show that person Romans chapter 10 verse 8 that says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. The word of faith that we preach. Notice, it's the word of faith. That if thou shalt believe in thine heart and confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want you to notice that there was the word trying was not found in verse 10. Look at it again. For with the heart man tries to believe. No, there's no trying 
involved. With the heart man believeth. Can you see that? With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So you tell that person, you've got to stop trying and you've got to start believing. And what you have to believe is this. You believe Jesus died for your sins? Yes. You believe He rose from the dead for you? Yes. Will you make Him your Savior now? Yes. When I pray with you, will He come into your heart? Well, if they're unsure of that, then you've got to take them through a gamut of Scriptures to show them that the moment you pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart, He will come in. And the moment He comes in, you are saved. You're not trying to be saved. You are saved. You are born again. I told this to someone in the hospital just recently. And asking her the same question, are you born again? She says, well, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do good. I'm, I, I want to. I'm, I'm not certain. She was uncertain of her, of her salvation, her spiritual status. And my wife and I were there and, and we began to share the scriptures and teach what they said. Now, here's a person for I don't know how many years probably wanted this, but had no idea how to get into faith. She had no understanding of what it means to stop trying and just believe. Can you see that? It's like she's trying to do the dishes. And we want to make it very simple, just as simple as can possibly be. I gave her these scriptures and said, Now, all you've got to do is believe that the moment you ask Jesus to come into your heart, He will. Can you believe that? And she said, Well, yeah, I can believe that. And so we prayed what we know to be the sinner's prayer. We prayed that prayer. She asked Jesus to come into her heart. And I said, now, according to the Word of God, you are saved. Is she trying to believe? No. She asked him to come in, and now I believe I'm saved. So she said, I believe I'm saved. I'm born again. I didn't know this, but after we, we left, see, someone else was there from our church in the, other, in the next bed. And she told her, I can't wait till somebody comes and asks me if I'm born again. She said, I hope someone comes and tells me and asks me. Because I told her, write it down. This is your spiritual birthday. And if anybody were to ask you from this point on, you're not trying anything. You are saved. You believe that? I believe that. We got her out of trying, or trying rather, into believing. And the moment she believed, she saved. Actually, I found out that one of her daughters, I guess, came in and, and said something to her. And she said, I just want you to know I'm saved. Now she, and her daughter said, boy, you needed it. <laughs> For whatever that means. <laughs> I guess you really needed it. But the point was, she left the realm of trying, entered the realm of believing. And you know what happened? She saved. I love this faith life. I love this faith walk. I don't know about you, it gets people that are confused and uncertain and brings them into the realm of certainty. That woman got saved when she got into faith. Can you see that? Now, let me show you something else. In order to get somebody filled with the Holy Ghost, you must get them out of the trying realm into the believing realm. I had this... Uh, actually, it was, it was... We had two. Two individuals came, this is a few years back, and said after a service, said to me, I've been trying to get filled with the Holy Ghost for, for, I think it was eight years. I said, you have? Yep, I've been trying, and I'm not going to stop trying. Now, sometimes, you know, people don't understand, so you just have to arrest their attention. I said, well, as long as you keep trying, you'll never get it. And they look at you like, what do you mean? I said, as long as you keep trying, you'll never get it. But if you'll give me 15 minutes with you and start believing, you'll get it. What you couldn't get in eight years, I said, you'll have in 15 minutes. Well, their eyes get real big. You know what I mean by that? Look at you like, how, now how can that be? I love this faith life. I don't know about you, but I just love being able to help people and, and to show them how to act on the Word of God. I said, okay, trying is not going to get you anywhere. It's like trying to do the dishes. I can see you standing in your driveway looking at the car saying, I'm trying to go to work. I'm sure you'd like to do that for a few days. <laughs> Just trying to go to work. No, it doesn't work that way. You've got to go. I'm trying to get filled with the Holy Ghost. doesn't work that way. 
You've got to believe. See, you receive the Holy Ghost through faith. That's the only way. And you've got to believe. You've got to stop trying and start believing. See? And so I took this, these two through the Scriptures, showed them what the Word of God said. And once I showed them what the Word of God said, I concluded by saying, now it's time to stop trying, and now it's time to start believing. Do you believe, or will you believe, that when I lay hands on you, you will receive the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues? Do you believe that? Oh, yes, I see it now. Yes, I will. And see, if they don't see it then, you stop right there. You don't go any further. You don't pray for them. You stop right there. You need to get them into the arena of faith. Get them out of the trying, into the believing realm. See? And you show them some scriptures. If you have a problem with receiving the Holy Ghost and you think you're going to get a wrong spirit, look at Luke's Gospel, chapter 11. You can read that to them and you can show them that the Bible clearly says that if you ask any... If any child asks his or her parent for food, you're not going to get something wrong. You're not going to get a devil or an evil spirit or anything like that. You know the verse. Well, the same thing is true with the Father. You ask Him for something good, He's not going to give you something evil. You ask Him for the Holy Ghost, He's not going to give you a devil. And you go through all the verses that clear up in that person's mind any confusion they may have, and then you say, now do you believe? Now do you believe? Now, do you believe that when I pray for you, the Holy Ghost will come on you and you will receive Him? Oh, yes. And I tell them it's as simple as this. Can you drink water? Yes, you can be Spirit-filled. See, all those eight years, they weren't really trying. They thought they were trying. But trying doesn't get us anywhere. Trying doesn't get the dishes done. Trying doesn't get us to work. Trying doesn't pick up the Bible. It's believing that does it. See? And so I said... You believe that? Oh, yes, I believe that. Now I can see that. I can see all i got to do is ask. And if I ask, I will receive. I believe I will receive right now. When you pray, you know, I prayed. I laid hands on these two individuals, prayed with them. And what they couldn't get in eight years, they got in five, right there in 15 minutes. And they were both filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. And they marveled at it like as if some strange thing happened. I said, see, the difference was this. For eight years, you tried. It took you 15 minutes of really learning how to believe. And when you believe, you got something. I don't know about you. I don't want to spend all my years trying anything. I'd rather have, you know, some activity of God in my life. What about you? I want reality. I want activity. I want things to happen. And the only way those things can happen is by entering into the believing realm and leaving the trying realm. See, she was trying. They were trying. When they stopped trying and started believing, what did they get? Filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. I share with you, this with you many times. It bears repetition here. The woman that played the piano and she couldn't play but more than 15 minutes at a time because she had arthritis. For 15 years, she was trying to get healed. Now listen carefully. For 15 years, she was trying, trying to get healed. Trying. And I know... In our own mind, we think trying is something positive. But you see, beloved, unless, we ever, unless we're ready to leave the trying realm and enter into the believing realm, we'll keep trying for year after year after year after year after year after year. When are we going to stop trying and start believing? Can you see what I'm saying? When am I going to stop looking at that Bible and just say, I got it. Can you see that? When are you going to dip that paintbrush in the bucket and slap it on that house? When are you going to jump in that car and start up the ignition and drive down the road? Go to work. Pour that dish liquid in that sink. Fill it up with water. Get a lot of bubbles in there and get those dishes done. You see the difference between trying and believing? Believing is a realm of its own. That we all must make a decision to enter into as an act of the will. I told this woman, the reason why you're not getting healed is because you haven't believed. And oh, when you tell that to somebody, it's like smacking them right across the face. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever done that? My goodness. And the thing is, they don't realize that you're doing them a favor and helping them out. Because you see, they're offended because you said something about them that they took in a wrong way. 
What you're wanting to tell somebody is you've got to stop operating in the trying realm. Get yourself into the believing realm and you'll have results. And so when I told her this, I said, you get a hold of Mark eleven twenty four. You go home and read it and you see if it doesn't say the same thing. And for those of you that do not know, Mark eleven twenty four says, whatever you desire when you pray, it says, believe you receive them. It doesn't say, try anything. It says, believe you receive them and you will have them. She got a hold of that verse, went home that night. I saw her the following weekend at church. Of course, I didn't see her every day. And you know, she just, just was bubbling over. You can see the light and the glow about her. Her countenance had absolutely changed. And she said, I want you to hear this. All those years, 15 years, not only did I pray, I fasted, I did all these different things, and I kept saying to God, I want you to heal me. I want you to heal me. Why won't you heal me? She was trying. When she saw that verse, she said, I went home, I read that verse over and over again, it finally sunk in. I saw, I had to believe I received my healing before I could ever have it. And I was trying, I wasn't believing. She said, I stopped that and I started believing. And I said to the Lord, you said right here in your word, believe you receive, you shall have. Now, I stop anything else and I believe I receive my healing. She said, next time I played the piano, I played for hours without any pain. Arthritis was completely gone. Now, I want you to see this, beloved, because this is so important. For 15 years of trying, she got nothing. Can you see that? What she could not get in 15 years, she got in one day by believing. I like that, don't you? Can you see what that does to a person? If that doesn't get you excited about God, then nothing will. I'm telling you, a person can just go on and on and on and on and on and get nothing because they're trying. But they don't realize they're just walking around looking at it and never picking it up. You won't accomplish anything by trying. Believing is a decision of the will. I enter into the realm of believing as an act of my will. I say, I leave the trying realm. I no longer will try. I set myself to say, I believe. I believe whatever it is I need from God. I'm believing what the heart man believes unto whatever he needs from God. And so you can see then, if that person just went on trying and trying and trying, she'd have been another 15 years down the road and receiving nothing from the Lord. But the moment she got schooled into believing, praise God, she got her miracle overnight. Now, what about when it comes to the will of God for my life? You know, beloved, here is another area I really believe that we need to walk in faith. If we don't walk in faith, we can enter into a realm of much confusion with regard to to God's will for our lives. Faith is absolutely essential when it comes to, to experiencing reality with the living God. Those that come to God must believe that He is. And without faith, you can't please Him. I must believe. That is absolutely essential. I must believe something. God, I believe that You are. And I believe, in other words, that You exist. I believe that You are the mighty God. I believe you've got the world in your hands. I believe in your power. I believe in your might. I believe that you are the great I am. I've got to believe something. Do you go about saying, well, you know, God, I'm trying to believe that you're God. Have you ever done that? I'm trying to believe that Jesus is Lord. I'm trying to believe that the Holy Ghost is real. I'm trying to believe that the Bible is true. How many of you go about your day saying those things? Anybody here? No, we don't do that. I say, I believe He's God. Do you say that? How come you can say that with such confidence? I believe He's God. Can you, can you do that? With confidence? 
Can you say, I believe Jesus is Lord? Can you say that? Can you say, I believe the Holy Ghost is real? Can you say, I believe that is the infallible Word of the living God? Can you say that? How come it's so hard for people then to say, I believe that God loves me so much. I believe that I'm healed. I believe that God met my need. I believe God's at work on my behalf. Why is it so hard to believe that? To say that? And when it comes to you, know, to you believing God for big and mighty things, we think that there's some, some kind of thing we've got to go through to get to that place. What did that woman go through other than me instructing her for a few minutes on what to do with Mark eleven twenty four? What did those girls go through that I shared with them to get filled with the Holy Ghost? Do you know they, they arrived at faith just by changing their way of thinking and opening up their heart? And when they saw the truth, they said, I believe. How is it that we can say so easily, I believe your God, but it's so difficult to say, I believe my God met my need? We're using the same word, believe, aren't we? You see, there's a problem with self. People have a poor self-image and low self-esteem because they fail to believe who they are in Christ. Now, listen carefully. But I'm trying to believe. No. No, you're not. I'm trying to believe. No. Get the word trying out. Either say, I do believe I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, or I don't believe I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Because when you start talking like that, you eliminate trying from your vocabulary and you'll do something about what you don't believe. Are you listening? How can I try to believe I'm the righteousness of God in Christ? Does the Bible say He made me the righteousness of God in Christ? Then say this with me. I believe I'm the righteousness of God in Christ right now. You said, you said you, was that hard to say, I believe that? It wasn't, was it? See, I believe that. You say, I believe that. You know what that means? That means you are that. Based on the Word of God, and now you're operating in what? Faith. But if a person has this low self-esteem and low self-image and low self-worth and this inferiority complex, it's because, once again, they're not believing. Believing. See, it's faith that makes the difference. What makes one walk tall in God? Faith. I believe I am everything that God said I am. Well, you must be so developed. No, I made a decision. Did you make a decision to believe God's Word? That's all it really is. This woman made a decision to stop trying to get healed and start saying, I believe I am healed. When she made that decision, that wasn't a hard transition, was it? These girls said, I'm going to stop trying to get filled with the Holy Ghost, and right now I will be filled with the Holy Ghost. I will believe. That was the decision, wasn't it? Amen. The woman in bed, she said, well, I'm going to stop this uncertainty. Basically, what she was saying is this. I'm going to stop saying I'm trying to please God, and I believe that God is. I believe He has saved me. And she went on to tell people, I believe I'm saved now. I believe. See, use those two words. I believe. It's a decision. I saw it in a word and I decide to say it's true in my life. That's faith. That's not trying. That's believing. It's a decision of the will. I will do these dishes. Trying to do them will never get them done. That's a decision that you make. And I want you to see this, beloved. That is a transition that we have to make to get out of trying realm into the believing realm. I will do the dishes now. I will believe right now when hands are laid on me, I will receive. When it comes to knowing the will of God for my life, once again, a person has got to leave the trying realm and enter into the believing realm to get anywhere in God. See, if a person is uncertain with regard to the will of God for his life, confusion will always set in and rule. 
But when a person knows what the Word of God says and then believes what it says, that person will enter into faith and nothing will shake him or her. Listen carefully. My first step into the will of God was becoming a child of God. What about yours? The Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Well, I believe I'm a child of God. Are you? I entered into the faith realm by saying, I believe I'm a child of God right now. I have entered into the first phase of God's will for my life. Round two. Phase two. It is the will of God after becoming His child that everyone does what? Prioritizes his life according to the Word of God. My first priority, I become a child of God, is my relationship with the Father. I am to love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I do love Him, and therefore, I believe I'm in the will of God. Can you say that? Can you say you believe you're in the will of God? Okay. Secondly, we are to love our mates. And we are to, to see to it that they come after God. I am developing a relationship with my spouse. And that's the will of God for my life. I believe I'm in the will of God. I'm a child of God. God's first in my life. And I love my mate. I'm developing a relationship with him or her. Also, my children. And we go right through the, you know, the list of priorities. I'm in the will of God. I believe I'm in the will of God. I know I'm in the will of God. Because I love my children and I care for them and I provide for them. I believe I'm in the will of God because I have a job. And the Bible says if a man doesn't work, he should not what? He should not eat. Well, I believe I'm in the will of God. I'm in the will of God. I believe so because I have a job. I'm providing for my family. I believe I'm in the will of God because I associate with the body of Christ upon this earth. I'm a member of the body of Christ and I am providing what God wants me to provide so the body of Christ will function properly upon the earth. I'm in the will of God. Can you see that? Most people spend much of their time thinking that they're out of the will of God when in actuality they are in the will of God. We have this mystical idea about us that to be in the center of God's will for your life is to be in a remote corner of the country living in a tent without any accommodations whatsoever and preaching the gospel to anything that moves. Now I'm in the will of God. Or I'm on the radio, or I'm on the television, I've got this worldwide ministry, or whatever, and now I'm in the will of God. Beloved, when I was at Raymond Bible Training Center, I was in the will of God for my life. And when someone would come up to me and say, well, what do you think, you know, God's going to have you to do? I say, I'm not concerned about it. And they're all fussing about trying to find out what the will of God is for the life. And I say, I'm in it. I've stopped that trying business. I'm a believer. I believe I'm in the will of God. Who sent you here? God did. I'm in His will then. And so are you. Why are you trying to get out of it? Why are you trying to think your way? Why don't you just enjoy being in it for a while? Can you see that? And we have this idea that being in the will of God involves only one thing, one specific thing that I've got to do on this earth. No. It started when you got born again. And you prioritized your life. And you're loving your neighbor as yourself. As well as developing these relationships that we talked about. Taking your place in the body of Christ. Now the Bible does not say you have got to be a lawyer in order to eat. You have got to be a doctor in order to eat. Does it say that anywhere in the Bible? No. In order, in order to eat, you've got to work is all that it says. And so, as long as you are working, you are in the will of God. Now, let me tell you something else. God says, I have placed within you unlimited potential. Whatever it is that you want to become in this life, 
the potential is in there as long as the desire is in there. I know myself that if I was not standing behind a pulpit and being in a ministry, I'd probably want to be an accountant. Or maybe in engineering. Something like that. And I know on the inside of me that I could achieve that in my life. Why? Because I believe. Now, is God going to get mad at me if I'm an accountant and not an engineer? Or an engineer and not an accountant? Is He going to be upset with me if I'm doing something else with my life? Beloved, I really believe that God wants us to develop what He has given us to its full potential. And the only way to do that is to get into the realm of faith. And when you start believing rather than trying, then you are going to expand on the inside. And whatever it is that you would desire in this life, you can have. It's not going to upset God. You think He's upset because you make more money? I think He wants you to make as much as you can to fund His kingdom. What about you? It's not going to bother him one bit. Well, isn't there a specific something? Hey, I'm going to tell you something right now. If you can shine shoes and make $200,000 a year, he'd be happy. Did you know that? I'm telling you right now. He would, he would not bother him at all. He's not concerned about that. See? Now, someone says, well, how do I get there? Well, I want, to, I want you to enter into a round with me, if you would, please. And we're going to look at Proverbs 16, 3. And I want to show you, share with you something else along the way while we're, we're heading there. If you want to make, stop trying to believe God for one. And start believing God for one. I'm going to say that again. If you want to make, stop trying to believe God for one. And start believing God for one. You know the Bible says, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Doesn't it say that? Well, then get into the area of faith and use your faith and begin speaking out something that you believe. I believe, dear Father God, it's your desire that I be not alone. I believe that if you're a male out there, that whoso finds a wife finds a good thing. And therefore, I release my faith and I believe that you have placed somebody in my life compatible to me in spirit, soul, and body. Be specific. In every area of life, every realm and dimension of life. And I thank you. And I receive it. Now, you're not trying anymore. You're what? Believing. I am right now in the process of believing. Well, not me, honey. <laughs> that person is right now in the process of believing that God is bringing that mate. Can you see that? I believe I have received. Beloved, it sounds simple, and it really is. We make it difficult. But to make that transition is not easy for everybody. To stop trying and start believing. Because they think, I've got to reach a degree of sanctification before I can get there. And basically, no. Do you have the ability to make a decision? Raise your hand if you do. Do you have the ability to make a decision? Say, the, say this with me. I will stop trying and start believing. Okay. So, in other words, I believe that God has heard me. I've released my faith. He has provided me a mate. Can you see that? That's it. I made a decision. It's based on the Word of God. And therefore, God is actively at work right now. I'm just believing. I'm no longer trying. I'm believing. See, I believe. God is at work. So you've stopped trying. You've started believing. And God is doing what? Working for you. You stop believing, you stop God from working. You start believing, you've got God working. You stop trying, start believing, God is working. You see that? Okay.
In Proverbs 16, this is from the Amplified Bible. This is another thing we try to do. And when I was at school in Tulsa, many tried to do this. But I thought, once again, you can't try to do this like you can't try to do the dishes. You can't try to paint the house. You can't try to pick up the book. You've got to pick it up. You've got to paint the house. You've got to do the dishes. Can you see that? Okay. Make a decision to start and then continue till you're done. Okay. This verse says, verse 3 from the Amplified, Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to Him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. We've got to leave the realm of trying to turn it over to God. If I handed you a rubber ball, and you reached out your hand, and I placed it in your hand, and then the moment after I did, I took it back out, Put it back in, took it back out, put it back in, took it back out, put it back in, took it back out. I'm trying to give you the ball. I'm trying to roll my work over on you. I'm trying to commit something to you. I'm trying to. Give it to you, take it back. 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 That's trying. I'm trying. Can you see that? But I'm trying, beloved, God's not at work. Rolling my work on the Lord is this. It is making an intelligent decision to address an issue, regardless of what it is in your life. And taking a moment in time and saying to God, I'm going to stop trying. I'm going to start believing at this moment. I give you whatever it is, whatever it may be, that I'm looking for in life. I commit it to you. I now, now listen carefully, believe, according to this verse, you are causing my thoughts to be agreeable to your will that my plans are established and succeed. Now listen again. From that moment that you've made that decision, it's like I gave you the ball, left it in your hand, turned and walked away and said, the ball's in your hand. Isn't that true? Isn't that easy to do? Put it in someone else's hand and walk away? How many of you can do that? Certainly you can. Well, then let me ask you this. How many times have you said, every time I give it to God, I always take it back? Every time I give it to God, I always take it back. Every time I give it to God, I always take it back. Have you ever done that? Sure. And we call that trying to believe God. May I make a statement? How hard is it to leave it with God? It's no harder than to leave the ball in that person's hand. When you know it's only a decision. I decide to give it to you, God. And now I... Now listen carefully... I believe, say this with me, I believe you're causing my thoughts to be agreeable to your will so my plans are established and succeed. Okay, when I was at Rama, people would ask me midway through the year, what are you going to do with your life? I could either answer by trying or answer by believing. I say, I'm in the center of God's will for my life right now. Everybody else is all biting their nails, all concerned. Where am I going to go from here? What am I going to do, you know, with my life? Why are you so concerned about it now? You haven't even graduated school yet. You're in the center of God's will for your life. Stay there. Don't move. And keep saying, I believe. Sit with me again, I believe. You're out of the trying round now. You're in the believing round now. I've turned that over to God and I believe He'll cause my thoughts to be agreeable to His will. My plans are established and succeed. And you know what? After I got done with school, 
I said, what about it, Lord? See, when I was done with school, I had to make a decision. And when you're in a place you've got to make a decision, you've got to make a decision. I said, what about it, Lord? Do I stay and go to Ramah one more year? Or where do I go from here? But I said, I believe you cause my thoughts to be agreeable to your will. My plans are established and succeed. And the voice came unto me saying, go home. Home was Ohio. Okay. Now, of course, the next thought is, how can you go somewhere without any direction whatsoever? That was direction. Go home. What, what are you going to do when you get there? Once again, when you know the will of God, you do the will of God. And this is the will of God. God's first in my life. Mate. Children. You've got to work to eat, right? So my thoughts were, you follow the general guidelines. Went home, got a job. Painting a church. Exactly what I did. Because you have to work to eat. Isn't that true? Follow the general will. Saying, I believe. My thoughts are agreeable to His will. My plans are established and succeed. And so you see, that is faith. And staying in faith is only a decision of the will. I just choose not to remove Myself from the will of God, from the faith realm, from the believing realm. I'm staying right here in the believing realm. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I believe God's at work for me right now. I believe God's at work for me right now. My God is, oh, He is so much at work for me right now. Everybody else looking at you like, you're crazy. You're painting a church. You're not preaching in a church. You're painting a church. What, what, what kind of business is this? What kind of talk is this? You know what, beloved? If you have faith, have it between yourself and God because people don't understand that language. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I just kept right on saying, I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. Can you say, I believe God? Can you say, I believe God? Say it with me. I believe God. I believe God. I believe. I'm redeemed. I'm set free. I've got a sound mind. I'm somebody in Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror. I believe it. I'm not trying to be it. I believe it. I am now. In Jesus' name. That's the believing realm. Can you see that? That's the believing realm. Don't you feel good about that? That's the believing realm. I just stayed right there in the believing realm. And you know, people came up to me and says, why don't you start a church over here? You know, when you're in faith, listen carefully. You know, when you're in faith and someone tells you to do something wrong, you'll get this ugly feeling on the inside of you. To make a long story short, I just stayed in faith. And as I stayed in faith, my plans, you see... My thoughts were in line with the will of God and my plans were established and succeed. Isn't that what the word says? And on the inside of me, I knew exactly where to go and what to do, what decisions to make, what opportunities to take. And and instead of taking that one, I knew on the inside of me because I was in what realm was I in? The believing realm, right? The faith realm, the believing realm. See, we can try or we can believe. And you're going to get results in the believing realm, not in the trying realm. Can you, do you understand that? Now, I want to show you something else. God is at work for the person who is in the believing realm. But when you're in the trying realm, you're not coming to God believing that He is and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him by what? By faith. Without faith, you can't please God. Isn't that true? Faith is the believing realm and the just shall live by what? See, it's the righteousness of God that's revealed from faith to faith unto those that what? Believe Say it with me. I'm a believer. believer. Believing is natural for me. We've we've made something so difficult out of believing. And it's not all that difficult. It's a decision. I decide to believe. Okay? Now I want to show you this. You are going to move. And you've got all this stuff to move out of your house. You're all concerned about it. You know the bit, the whole thing. Four or five guys come along and say, don't concern yourself with it. We are going to take everything out of your house, load it up in the truck, and move it to your new home. Yeah, guys, but you understand, this has got to be out of the house today. The other people are moving into this house, and we need everything moved out. We don't want anything broken, blah, 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 blah. And you know all that. But they tell you, look, we care about you. We don't want you to lift a finger. All we want you to do is trust us. Go out into the park, have yourself a picnic, sit down and relax, enjoy the, the day, take all day. 
Don't come back till 10 o'clock tonight. You'll be moved into your new house. Now, you're sure about this. I'm sure about this. So you go, you're out in the park. You're sitting out in the park and you're thinking, what a beautiful sunny day. Nice and warm. Out in the shade over there, nice cool breeze. A little picnic lunch. This is nice. People walking by saying, hello, how you doing? Isn't this wonderful? Yep. What's going on in your life? Well, um, actually, I'm moving today. You are? What are you doing sitting here? Oh, the most wonderful thing. These guys told me that they would do it all. All I had to do was just sit out here in the park. Rest, relax, enjoy the sun. You believe they're doing it? I believe it. Wonderful people. Wonderful people. They said they wouldn't even nick one piece of my furniture. I go back 10 o'clock tonight, I'll be moved in. Boy, you'd like to meet these guys, wouldn't you? I can see it all over your face. Well, it comes to pass, 10 o'clock at night, you go over to your other house. The one house is empty and all your furniture is in proper, its proper place in your new house. I'm going to ask you a question. What were you doing out there in that park? Believing. What were you doing? You were believing the word of man. You were sitting back relaxing. You were telling people that it was happening. In other words, without even seeing it with your naked eye, people were at work for you. Isn't that true? Can I ask you a question? How is it we can believe that man is at work for us? But it's so hard to believe that God is at work for us while I'm believing. You know, faith is a rest. Faith is a rest. Faith is resting in God. That's what it is. It is saying, God, it's yours. It is saying, I believe you're at work. And then it's resting and rejoicing and being glad while God's at work. Can you hear this? Can you see this? That's what faith is. It's not trying. It is believing. It is believing that God is at work, that God is actively involved in doing something because you are believing. He that cometh to God must believe. I must believe. See, I think we have taught so much on doubt and unbelief that I guess we, we've got to the point that we think more, that we're full of more doubt and unbelief than anything else. And that believing is such a hard thing to do. It's only the, the elect few that can ever really demonstrate believing faith. It's because, you see, you've got to enter into a, a, a place in God where you're so holy and so sanctified and so perfect. No. It doesn't matter if you didn't take a bath that day. Those guys still move your house. Right? Isn't that true? God wants us to know this. Believing is easy. We make it hard. Believing is making this, a decision to say this. Fear, God didn't give you to me. Now, I make a decision. I believe I'm free. Fear comes around the corner. What do you say? I believe. Too late. I made a decision. My God's at work for me right now. Body, you've got to line up to the Word of God. I believe that Jesus bore my sickness and carried my pain. I believe I'm healed. And then what do you do? You rest in that. You made a decision. God, find me a mate. Thank you, Lord. I believe it. What are you doing about a mate? I believe. Yeah, but what are you doing about a mate? I believe. God, I need a job. You said you supply all my need according to your riches and glory. By Christ Jesus. I believe. I believe you're God and I believe you have found me a job. I make a decision to believe that. Thank God for it. I believe it. What are you doing? Believing. Are you trying? No. What's trying? Trying doesn't make any sense, does it? I'm trying to pick up the Bible. 
Believing is a decision, beloved. And it's a decision to say that God's at work for you while you're just believing. May I ask you a question? Once you asked Jesus to come into your heart and you got saved, did you know from that moment on you've still been believing that He is your Savior? And you believe that you're saved? Haven't you? You realize how long you've been believing that? If somebody got saved over 20 years ago, would you raise your hand? Do you still believe you're saved? Are you trying to be saved? Are you saved? It's because you believe you're saved, right? You made a decision one day to say, I ask you to come into my heart. I believe you're my Savior. How many of you still today believe Jesus is your Savior? No matter what has happened in your life over all those years, is He still your Savior? You're still believing? He's still at work for you. I said, He's still at work for you. He's still at work for you right now. I got some good news for you. He's still your healer. He's still your deliverer. He's still your baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. I'll tell you something else. When it comes to the Holy Ghost manifesting Himself in your life, I'm trying to have Him use it. Now stop saying I'm trying. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and power and the potential to be used by the Spirit in any way resides in me. I believe the Holy Ghost is in me. Any entrepreneurs out there? Don't be bashful. Raise your hand if you're an entrepreneur out there. Entrepreneur-minded? Okay. i got a scripture for you. Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs 8. Verse 12. It says, I've wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Do you see that? Does it say that? Stop trying to do it on your own. Start saying what the Word of God says. I have the wisdom of God in me, and I believe that God gives me this wisdom, and this wisdom involves witty inventions. God is at work. I want you to know that with everything you believe, God is at work in that area of your life. But if we only try, we are shutting down God's power. And He is not at work in that area of our life. But if we say, I believe, then what you believe puts God to work. I believe that God is at work. I believe I'm somebody in Jesus. The way that we overcome a poor self-image is by saying, I'm a new creation I believe that God is at work in my life. God has made me somebody special. It does not matter what my job description is. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks I come from, whether I'm bound or whether I'm free. I'm somebody in Jesus. I believe it. Say with me, I believe. I'm somebody special in Jesus. I believe it. I say it. God's at work in me. What's it got to do with side of the tracks you come from? What realm are you in now? You're in the believing realm. Are you righteous? Are you free? Are you delivered? If you're tormented in your mind, you know, you can make a decision to rise up in faith and say, I believe that God has given me a sound mind. You can say that no matter what tragic thing has taken place in my life, I believe that I'm an overcomer. And you know when God begins to work in you and go to work for you to make you realize that you are in reality an overcomer? It's when you use those wonderful words, I believe. They that, those that come to God must believe. I believe I'm an overcomer. I believe I'm... Thank you for listening to our Legacy Teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. 
Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.